Eagle Brand Cigarettes, the mildest, smoothest brand of smoking tobacco in the land, brings you Hidden Harbor Mysteries. Revealed, the sinister Mistress Penumbra and her violent She-Army are behind the terrifying attacks on the institutions of Hidden Harbor. But what is their real goal? With the Femme Phantom's secret identity exposed, how will socialite Barbara Wilson stop Penumbra and her gang from completing their murderous mission while keeping her identity, as well as those of her loyal associates, from being shared with the public and, worse, Hidden Harbor's criminal underworld? We'll find out in a moment, but first... Friends, would you choose bitter over better? That's the question millions of Americans ask themselves when they pick the tobacco brand to carry them through the day. And more Americans than ever before are answering better by picking Eagle brand cigarettes. From doctors to lawyers to Indian chiefs, you'll find Eagle brand in their pockets and pouches and maybe even a papoose or two. So make the smooth, refreshing choice. Eagle Brand. Eagle Brand is proud to bring you tonight's chapter of Hidden Harbor Mysteries entitled Out of Shadow Into Darkness. While she was able to calm the fears of her city using a newfound psychic energy, the Femme Phantom found herself exposed when the Dark Mistress Penumbra demonstrated that she, too, had the power of mental telepathy. While the Phantom's secrets were revealed, so, too, were some of Penumbra's. To avoid suspicion, our heroes have turned to a private detective with ties to the city's underworld to investigate what they believe is the secret lair of their dark adversary. As we join our story, Detective Frank Horn is in disguise as a member of the Homeland Watch, checking into the Al Rune building, home to the Underworld's playground, Club Penumbra. And then, all of a sudden, everybody in the street felt all lightheaded, and there was this voice, right, inside our heads, saying, hey, it's all going to be okay. Don't be afraid. Crackers. Yeah, I had that in my head, too. I was down on King Street, stuck in traffic, and all these people were heading up the sidewalk, smashing in windows, and then, bam, they just put down their clubs, put stuff back, and wandered off. Ain't never seen nothing like it. You think it's that Phantom Dane? <laughs> you asked me that yesterday, I'd see it was fruitier than a banana boat. But today... Excuse me, gentlemen. Oh! Uh, hello, Watchman... Horn. Frank Horn. My credentials. Uh-huh. What can we do for the Homeland Watch today? Following up on old business, I have some questions related to the disappearance of the Roshenkos. Those commie agents? I, I thought you guys caught up the mystery and, and dealt with them. Yeah, well, Miss Roshenko is still at large. I was asked to check with a Mr. Greenstreet about his last conversation with them. Green Street? You know a Mr. Green Street, Sully? That name don't strike no chimes with me, Lou. Good morning, boys. Mrs. Alrune. Good morning, Miss Alrune. Uh, Ma'am? 
And who is this fine specimen of loyal American manhood? Frank Horn, Northeast District Auxiliary. Agnes Alvernay, Mr. Horn. I own this building and several businesses therein. And how can we be of assistance to the noble watchman today? He's looking for a Mr. Greenstreet, Mrs. Arune. Here? In my building? I should say not. He is a corpulent merchant of base pornography and peddler of filthy liaisons. Your search should begin about ten blocks east where the buildings are as rotten as the people who live there. I would never wish to contradict such an important and respected citizen like yourself. But, well, when we searched Thoroshenko's apartments, we found some interesting notes that indicate Thoroshenko's were going to meet with someone here in your offices the day they were caught by Homefront militiamen. Is that so? Perhaps we should discuss this upstairs in my office, Watchman. If it isn't too much trouble. If sharing the company of a man like you leads to trouble, I hope it's the kind we can both enjoy. None at all. If it assists the home front in any way, I see it as my duty. Boys? Yes, ma'am? Yes, ma'am? Double-check our visitor logs and tenant guest requests to see if Mr. Simon Greenstreet or any of his associates have been infesting my building over the last few weeks. Inform me immediately if you find anything. Yes, yes ma'am. Come along, Mr. Horn. Let me show you to my private elevator. Across town and under guard at Wilson Memorial Hospital, we find a broken man bound in casts and bandages, limbs hoisted on ropes, and a shattered face held together by a plaster mask with only narrow slits, which allow the former gang leader, Michael McBrien, to communicate with the outside world. Through the haze of drugs used to dull the agony of his condition, Michael watches as soft light grows from the foot of his hospital bed. Hello again, Michael. Remember me? Oh, no. Oh, yes, Michael. It looks like you've seen better days. Looks like your courting of Mr. Spittle didn't end so well. Is there a bone in your body that isn't broken? Go away. I hope Mr. Spittle is a forgiving sort of man. After all, you were only being affectionate. I guess that's what happens when your victim can fight back. What do you want? Information. I need to know about Mistress Penumbra and her plans for Hidden Harbor. Scram, Spooky. Ain't no more harm you can do to me. Heck, killing me might do me some good. Not while I think you might be redeemed. Tell me about Mistress Penumbra. Who is she? Nobody needs to know about her. If you don't know, then good for you. I see. Well then, Michael, if you won't talk to me, Perhaps I can find someone who will. Fat chance of that, toots. Ain't no man out there who can... Tell the spirit what she needs to know. Dad? From the light steps a large, broad-shouldered man in the worn and battered coveralls of a factory worker. 
he approaches with a face that weathered many long years and terrible storms. Sinister eyes and a predator's gaze are the only thing Michael McBrien sees, beside two sledgehammer fists clenched at his side. She asked you a question and you're going to tell her what she needs to know. I... I can't, Dad. She'll kill me. Who's going to kill you, Mickey McBrien? I raised you to be the meanest beast in town and you're going to tell me some daft little lass scares you? What's it matter, Dad? You can't do nothing to me anymore. You're just a ghost. You're dead and in hell and good riddance. Oh, Mickey, my boy, where do you think you're going, lad? Where do you think she pulled me from, your ass? Nah, boyo, it's like a fire waiting for you. Just like me. Unless you make right with the Lord by telling this angel what she needs to hear. You're in hell? Well, good. I hope the devil cuts the flesh off you before he burns you for stakes, you monster. Ah, Michael, I ain't so dead I can't put a bell to you. You never did listen. Never did mind your betters. That's why you're running a cheap gang in Old Town when you're not sitting in jail or running from some bint with a whip. I ain't running from nothing. You don't know the mistress. And I fear her belt more than I'll ever fear you again, Dad. She would bring you back from the dead just to kill you again. And slow. She runs this town. She runs it. Pretty soon, she gonna own it too. Mistress? What's this Mary's name? She runs Club Penumbra. She sends us work. Marks to take out that don't want to work with her. She's the one who caught the Rosenkos. Had Mr. Spittle burn the body of the old man. I guess they kept his old lady for their little club dolls, maybe. I don't know. What's her game? One of my girls what works the streets says there's an army of women. All of them whores and junkies. Or out of the women's prison. They say they're putting together an army. An army? Of women? For what? Do you not get the papers in hell, Dad? They've already burned the orphanage, toppled the mission house, and burned out a warehouse or two. Threw everybody into chaos, they did. The whole underworld of Hidden Harbor's up in arms about it. I think... Yes, son? I think they're next. I think the crazy broad's raising an army to take over the mob in Hidden Harbor. Isn't that crazy? Girls trying to take over town. Hey, Dad? Dad? Where'd you go? Michael McBride, thank you so much. Enjoy your stay here in the hospital. They'll take good care of you before sending you on to prison. By the way... I have a bouquet of flowers with a card from Mr. Spittle. I'll make sure that he knows they're from you, dear. <laughs> you lousy broad. Good luck with the mistress. She's not like me. Not like you. She already knows you're coming. When she gets her mitts on you, she'll cut you open and stuff you with garlic and mustard seeds. She'll... Spirit? Dad? Oh, Dad, please come back. I'm sorry, Dad. Back at the Alrunay building, Detective Horn spends an intimate moment in Agnes Alrunay's private elevator. 
unknown to Horn, he is also in the company of none other than Mistress Penumbra. Alone at last. So it seems. So all this is yours, huh? I didn't build it, but I kept it running long after my husband passed away. Why? Don't you think a woman should have control over such things? I bet you live in a one-bedroom walk-up that you rent from an old woman and her cats. Does my kind of success threaten you, Mr. Horn? Not at all. I like a woman who's in control, knows what she wants, and all that. A progressive thinker among the homefront watchmen. How... refreshing. And I live over a business. Two rooms, no cats. Hmm. No, Mrs. Horn. You know, now that we're alone, Mrs. Arune. Yes? Tell me, is Simon Greenstreet one of your tenants? You have a poor memory for an investigator. My memory's fine. You see, we did some digging before I came down here. I have statements from witnesses spotting Mr. Greenstreet in this vicinity at approximately the time of the meeting, on the 18th floor. You could have shared that with my men downstairs. I could have, but I didn't want to disrespect you. I also didn't want to mention Club Penumbra. I guess there's no use denying anything about it to you. I'm sure the Watch has known about it for a long time. Yes. Now, Green Street. Maybe he borrowed an office. Hmm. Perhaps. The 18th floor, you say. I hoped we could go straight to my penthouse, Mr. Horn, but business first. Let's take a look on 18. Come this way, Detective. What's this all about, Mrs. Arune? I didn't see a nightclub on the register. Oh, you are new, aren't you? Surely your watch commander told you? This is Club Penumbra. Oh, of course. I'd heard about it, but I didn't think such an upstanding member of the community would be involved in such a venture. What sort of venture would that be, Mr. Horn? Maybe I'm letting the rumors color my preconceptions. Sorry. What's it all about? Follow me to the office and we can check to see if that horrible Mr. Greenstreet has ever set foot here. Club Penumbra, despite what you might believe. As it standards. If someone like him were to be sniffing around my staff. Looks like you have quite a few important people sitting around here. I'm sure you wouldn't want, say, the president of the Hidden Harbor Business Society or the vice president of First City Bank, Bishop O'Reilly, over there, rubbing elbows with human cattle merchants like him. See anything else you like, Mr. Horn? You have quite a fetching staff, Mrs. Arune. Quite a show for a weekday morning. Men such as these are not slaves to a clock, my dear. Now, through here, and we can get to the bottom of this whole mess. Good. You're here. This is Frank Horn of the Homeland Watch. He's looking for Mr. Greenstreet. Did someone call my name? Please, you came all this way. Pardon me while I trade this dreadful business attire for something more comfortable. Hello, my boy. Come and join us. I was just having my second breakfast. Simon Greenstreet. Indeed, but... Must I be myself? 
I am the only one in the room without a secret identity. Well, yours wasn't a particularly good secret, Mr. Horn. I've seen your worn little shingle hanging up in the projects for months. You couldn't even pick a false name? You know, a lot of people forget my name, especially the ones who owe me money. So maybe I just assumed I was that forgettable. Great ghosts. I'm glad you approve of my working clothes, Mr. Horn. They certainly work, Mrs. Arune. You may call me Mistress Penumbra. Well, sure, so long as I can call you. How did you get into that outfit without a crowbar? I know that horsewhip didn't help. Flatterer. Mr. Horn, I did not come to my position without knowing all the pieces on the board and what they can do. You do not work for the watch. But I have a soft, warm spot for a man in uniform, so it pleased me to play with you for a while. Your arrival now begs the question. Who do you work for? <laughs> you know, I thought if I caught you before your morning coffee... <sighs> Darling, this is the hour I consider going to bed on a dull night. But now is not a time for sleeping. Great things are afoot. Like what? That was a pun, my dear. My boot heel at your throat. You are beautiful but dumb, so let me explain. The toe of this boot is crushing your windpipe. The heel of this boot is called a stiletto, like the blade. One graceful spin, and we can guess together if you'll choke or bleed to death. What? Are you? No, no. You first. A slum picker like you, I imagine, is looking for someone's missing daughter. Trying to blackmail a corrupt judge? A jilted lover? Whose last fifty dollars did you take only to end up in my web? Mistress, perhaps he is an agent of that meddlesome spirit you've been obsessing over these past few days. That is true. She seems to be working her holier-than-all-magic all over town, especially young, strapping men like yourself. Tell me, Frank, did she come to you in your dreams and beg you to do her dirty work? <coughs> oh, pardon me, Frank. That gaping lantern jaw and those bulging blue eyes took me away for a moment. <sighs> And don't go for the pistol strapped to your shin. You'll have teeth inside your brain before you could lift your dirty cuff. Now, about that horrid little angel floating about everyone's dreams. Oh, how marvelous. How manly he wants us to think he is. I like a man who insists he dies on his feet. Well, my lovely brute... Angels. Angels don't bother treading on my part of town. Like you say, I'm a slum picker, and I know you very well, Penumbra. You're that sweet rumor of the thugs and pimps I scrape off my boots every night. The black goddess of mercy they pray for right before I pay them back for preying on the good people in this town. Oh, you're adorable. I could put you in an exhibit 
and take pleasure listening to you flare your nostrils and flex those gorgeous arms, and teach you the joys of calling me mistress. The view is just as exquisite from this angle, mistress. Quiet, maggot. I gotta say, I do love a woman who enjoys her work. Come in, my dear. So you're sticking by your story, that this is about those undercover socialists, eh? I told you, I'm looking for the Roshinkos. There's money involved, and yeah, I'm a little desperate to pay off. Pay off. Why, what is it, Mr. Horn? You look like you've seen a ghost. You, you're Mishka Roshenko. <laughs> no, little man. I am the Red Wolf. Oh dear, the plot thickens. Caught in a trap, what fate awaits Detective Horn in the clutches of Mistress Penumbra? Armed with the knowledge that Penumbra's gang is going after the Hidden Harbor Underworld, how will the Femme Phantom and her small gang of associates put a stop to their plan? Find out tomorrow in Friday's exciting episode of Hidden Harbor Mysteries. Hidden Harbor Mysteries, Chapter 9. Out of Shadow into Darkness was written by Jay Smith and produced by Brian Lincoln with Dave Robison as the narrator Veronica Jaguer as Barbara Wilson Catherine Pride as Mistress Penumbra Lauren Harris as Mishka Roshenko Rish Outfield as Michael McBrien Ayub Cody as Michael's father Chris Lester as guard number one John Scott Ballantyne as guard number two Alex White as Green Street, and Norm Sherman as Detective Horn. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution No Derivatives 4.0 license. Closing music is Here We Go Again for the First Time by Juicy Melon Jim. This has been a Brian Lincoln production. <laughs>